0: So, Arisha, I feel like we've all had those moments where we just feel like we're completely getting screwed over in some way. Yeah. Sometimes daily, it feels like. I was just going to say. Depending on the day of the week. Yeah. Um, And you know what? There comes a point when you got to just be like, listen, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. and. That point is right now for the members of the Screen Actors Guild. They have voted overwhelmingly to go on strike.
1: Yeah, Hollywood has another strike on its hands with actors now joining the writers who, which we've talked about, have already been out for more than two months. So we don't have actors. We don't have writers. What's going to happen now? (laughs) I'm sure Andy Cohen is losing his mind over the drama that could ensue.
0: Yeah, or everyone's going to start a podcast.
1: I know. It's like I enough.
0: know. Enough podcasts. Let us thrive. <laughs> <laughs> From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziffrin. And I'm Marisha Skinner-Williams. It's Friday, July 14th, and you're listening to Rich and Daily.
1: at sax.com.
0: Sax.com. Give me that, give me that hot
1: sauce. Fist up, curtains down, L.A. is a union town. Fist up, curtains down,
2: L.A. is a union town. I love that.
0: Love a good chant. I do, too. You know, I, you gotta love a good I chant. I love
1: chanting. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do.
0: Yep. So, Richie's Hollywood has a problem on its hands. That sound is from members of the Writers Guild of America who were picketing in front of Netflix's studios in L.A. yesterday. Now, like we said, writers have been on strike for two months, and now they're getting some company because members of the Screen Actors Guild have also voted to strike. They are on the picket lines literally right now, the yep. second. Yep. And this is the first time that the actors have called a strike against the film and TV industry since 1980. And it's the first time that the writers and actors have been on strike at the same time since 1960, and wild. I gotta say, the actors are out in full force today in L.A. You can just hear it. This is them at Paramount Studios right now. I
2: believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. We're SAG Astra strong, folks. We're out here. Hey, that's what you want. Us. L.A. is a union town. L.A. is a union town.
1: So SAG-AFTRA negotiated with the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers, or AMPTP, which is what you're probably seeing everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've been negotiating with them for four weeks, hoping to reach a new agreement before their contract expired. But they couldn't reach an agreement. They held a vote, and 98% of the 65,000 members of the guild who voted, voted to strike.
0: Yeah. Now I'm like, what are those 2% thinking? We got to grab them. I know. I was wondering the same thing. Yeah. Get them on the show because they probably don't care if they do podcast appearances.
1: No, absolutely like, Let's not. they like, the rules. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely scabs. Um, <laughs> so some of the same issues that the writers fought for are at play. The actors, they want higher minimum salaries. They want residuals for their streaming and digital work, a.k.a. being paid for what they do. What a concept. Yeah. Yeah. Um, according to Matt Damon, the residuals are key because if an actor can make at least twenty-six thousand dollars, they get health coverage. Mm. And everyone on this team knows how I feel about health care. <laughs> yeah. That's why you have twelve jobs yep. still. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we live in a country where you can't just have it. I know. But just like the writers, actors are very concerned about AI and how it will affect their jobs. So after the strike was announced, the AMPTP released a statement saying, "This is the union's choice, not ours. Rather than continuing to negotiate, SAG-AFTRA has put us on a course that will deepen the financial hardship for thousands who depend on the industry for their livelihoods." Mm, no, which is just kind of like, mm, "That's kind of on you." Yeah, AMPTP. Yeah, don't, don't
0: try to don't try to shift blame yeah. here. Yeah, and aren't some of you the same ones who are like, well, let's just bleed them dry until they can't afford their apartments anymore. It's like, screw you. Um, So this is definitely a double whammy for Hollywood because, you know, with the writers and actors out, a lot of productions are going to be shutting down, like yeah. most productions are going to be shutting down. Right. And at a press conference yesterday, SAG president Fran Drescher, star of one of my favorite TV shows, mm-hmm. The Nanny, she was working in a bridal shop in the <laughs> well, um, She gave a really passionate speech about how the SAG board knew how impactful this strike was going to be and how they— did everything they could to avoid it.
1: Yeah, so her speech was almost seven minutes long, said a lot of good stuff. I definitely oh, yeah. recommend listening to the whole thing if you have yeah. seven minutes, which we all do. Um, <laughs> in the speech, she said, the gravity of this move is not lost on me or our negotiating committee or our board members. It's a very serious thing that impacts thousands, if not millions of people. She also said that they had no choice but to strike and called this strike a moment of history that is a moment of truth. Mm -hmm. And she also warned about the future of AI, which I feel like is kind of seems to be like one of the very big points across both unions, as it should be. Like some of the stuff that's coming out about how they can use AI is just scary and not good. Um, But when warning about the future of AI, she said, we are all going to be in jeopardy of being replaced by machines, which is true. Mm -hmm. Um. And she said that she was shocked at how little they were able to move the needle in the direction of getting a fair deal with studio heads. She said she could not believe how studios plead poverty that they are losing money left and right when they give $100 million to their CEOs. And that's the thing that drives me nuts. I don't know if people remember, but when the dollar tree went up and they were like, everything's $1.25 because everything's so expensive. The CEO was taking home millions, if not A billion? Like an insane amount of money. And it's like, don't, don't, don't act like this is on everyone else. At first, I thought you meant like the store, the Dollar Tree. I do. Wait, what? The Dollar Tree, the minimum is now $1.25. That's what I mean. (sighs) You can get some good fines at Dollar Tree, though. (sighs) I just think it's ridiculous to put the blame on anybody but the people at the top that are just lining their pockets. Of course. Well, that's what they do. They're a bunch of gaslighting assholes. Yeah. And Fran agrees. She thinks they're gaslighting assholes. She
2: had more to say. So the jig is up, AMPTP. We stand tall. You have to wake up and smell the coffee. We are labor and we stand tall. And we demand respect. And to be honored for our contribution, you share the wealth because you cannot exist without us.
0: Preach. Truly. So many points were made. So obviously... Now the question is, what does a strike mean for actors in terms of what they're allowed to do? And there are Mm -hmm. guidelines that they have to follow. And I got to say, we're already seeing the ripple effects of it. Like you and I were just talking about this last night. Yeah,
1: we were. Um, So one of the rules during the strike is that SAG actors are not allowed to participate in any press or promotional events which includes red carpets. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, at the London premiere of Christopher Nolan's new film, Oppenheimer, actors Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, and Matt Damon all showed their solidarity for the strike, and they walked out of the premiere, which I love a good walkout. Oh, yeah. Um, Same. It's just so powerful.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So this also means that anyone who was planning to attend Comic-Con next week Probably will not get to see some of their favorite stars because mm-hmm. actors are also being discouraged from attending events like these under the strike's new guidelines. So far, we've seen stars like George Clooney, Jessica Chastain, and Octavia Spencer releasing statements in support of the strike. And people are saying that this could be a long strike. Some experts are saying the actors could be out at least six months. Yeah. It's so Hallmark movies
0: for Christmas time. <laughs> oh, screwed. no. We're screwed. Well, You know, are we? Because we end up watching the same ones every year over and over again anyway. So (laughs) I think we'll be fine. Um, But, you know, it looks like everything's about to shut down. Like we said last night, this is going to be similar to the pandemic. Like, no new content. We're all going to be scrounging around watching sitcoms from the 80s and 90s, you know? Uh Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. About to have some resurgence.
1: Yeah. I mean, we very clearly stand with them. I think this is absolutely ridiculous. We talked about how one of the AI things that's coming out is how they'll take an extra, like film an extra in a scene and then be able to take that extra and like put them in any other scene. Yeah. And it's just like, this is the work that they're basically trying to extort from human beings is unconscionable.
0: Like I, You know what else (sighs) is unconscionable? The fact that last night I was like, yeah, I can't wait to bring up the fact that background actors, they're going to use their AI. And then you just brought it up. Like, where's the loyalty? I said, I can't wait to bring it up. You just said, we got to talk about it. Guys, we got an AMPTP LSD oh, no. on our hands oh, here. No. Undercover spy. <laughs> but no, that was the thing that stuck out most to me. I was like, that is... Because <laughs> background actors are the ones that are making the least amount of money yeah. of all the people on yeah. camera. So it's like, yeah. to take advantage of them like that is... It's just crazy. I
1: it's just crazy, just like what the pandemic showed us, like we're nothing without our entertainment, and I don't just mean that because it's my job, yeah, but right, just like if like when we were literally in a pandemic where the whole world was shut down, the one thing we had was movies and t v shows and, and entertainment and and podcasts, yeah, that really yeah. kept the world going around, and it's just yeah. I just, I could talk about this to the end of the time. I'm so (laughs) sick of these, like, studio heads. I know. Like, I'm sorry, you will never successfully paint working actors, working writers, working anyone as the enemy for asking for more money. Like, we're not asking for $10 million for everyone who's ever worked on a project. Like, we're asking literally for pennies compared to what these heads actually have. And I just think it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And I know that some people are probably like, well, these Hollywood stars are making a ton of money. Who right. cares? Wow, wow, wow. But it's like, even when you make a lot of money, if there's a lack of respect, you still have to acknowledge that lack of respect. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Just because you're making a bunch of money doesn't mean people can treat you like shit. Right.
1: Well, and I think, I mean, you know, they'll they'll definitely be impacted. But I mean, you know, it's the A-listers that, are going to be the least affected by this. Because, right. you know, yeah. um, like you mentioned, there was that bulletin that kind of went around about how, at least for the writer strike, right, they're like, we'll wait till they can't afford to live and they have to yeah. come back type of a thing. And it's just, mm-hmm. that's just what's so frustrating. Like that language, that mentality, yep. where it's like, you know, for a studio head, it doesn't matter if they don't get an extra $2 million that month. Like they can afford their Aspen house anyway. But like for people who are, <laughs> you know, working gig to gig. And that's the other thing is I don't think people realize people on shows like there was an expose. I don't know if we should call it an expose, but like (laughs) there was a write up of Orange is the New Black. I don't know if you saw that, Brooke, where Mm -mm. there are people on that show who are regulars on that show and they still couldn't like safely make rent, especially because Netflix is notoriously paying their everyone terribly. But
0: yeah, it's just, you know what? You know, when that, when that thing came out about like, well, we're gonna they're gonna be losing their homes and they're not gonna be able to eat, the thing that these numbnut, rich ass, trust fund baby studio heads are not taking into account is that writers, actors, any type of creative who came out to LA to do this job have hustled their asses off. Yes. They've waited tables, they've done valet parking, they d- they've d- done bartending. <laughs> Like, you really underestimate the hustle yeah. of a creative type and what they're working they to do. They weren't allowed to sit down at a golf course event. <laughs> they really struggled. Yeah. Speaking
1: from They've experience. have been
0: tortured. No milk but, like, like Even it didn't yes. matter. There was a milk yep. crate, we still couldn't sit down. Like, we have struggled. Yeah. yeah. But don't underestimate creative types. Like, they will no. hustle to make money until yeah. this yeah. is resolved. Yeah.
1: So If it's a game of chicken, studio heads, get ready to run around.
0: Bawk, bawk, bitch. <laughs> From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziprin. And I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. This is Rich and Daily.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Rich and Daily ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.
0: If you like our show, please give us a five-star rating and a review and be sure to tell your friends. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. Our theme song is by Gems. Scott Velasquez is the music supervisor for Freeson Sync. Peter Johansson is our senior producer. Our writer-producers are Michaela Myers and Liam Garrow. Our sound engineers are Sam Ada and John Lloyd. Tina Rubio and Marsha Louie are the executive producers for Wondery. And a reminder that we are on video. You can watch our full episodes on YouTube on the Wondery channel. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Have a great weekend, Richie's. See you Monday.
2: Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail. Or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand, Drunk Elephant, was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar.